Go now to DryerBuzz.com and follow at DryerBuzz on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. It's all about the buzz. And how you start your day. So good morning. Uh, I, I just shocked myself even being as chipper in that morning and welcome because it is taking everything I have to muster. Rolling out of bed and actually sitting up and, <laughs> and going into this. Hey guys, you already know this is my first thoughts of the day. One eye open, frog in my throat, and open, honest, truthful, transparent conversation about how I'm going to get clarity of my day. And if I wasn't talking to you, I'd be sitting here talking it through to myself. So thank you for joining in, looking in, sharing, uh, liking, following, trolling, all of it counts. It all counts. It absolutely all counts, and I'm just going to make sure that we land in all the places that we're supposed to land. And let you know, too, um, probably going to start corralling this over into one particular place because um, we are actually taping. This is a live taping of our morning podcast, a daily podcast, seven days a week. If I wake up, I'm coming on, and I'm going to talk it out. And not only that, we are trying to count down 90, 90 episodes. And I lost count the other day. What did I say? 90, you know, 80. Let's go back. Let's count, y'all. 80. Okay, that's where I marked 80. So we are at 80. I just turned the page. 80, 81, 82, 83. So I'm going to go ahead and put 84 up there. I'm going to start counting. Let's start counting. I just posted right before this. So you're going to see this one. The post right before this is probably telling you that we're live. Then the next one is like, whoa, that's it. And it says, I've shared as was given to me out of the universe. You can't be the sacrifice of somebody else risking it all. I just saw a post and basically our entire timeline from yesterday um, there's just some things on there. One post I did yesterday was about PTSD. So today we're going to talk about risk. I don't know that we've had one, um, talking about that. I'm going to put right up on there, PTSD, post-traumatic. Stress disorder. Okay. It took me a minute. Uh, cause I, I, cause we apply that to so many things that I had to, I'm like, wait, that's not what I want to say. In my head, literally, look, right there. And I know I hate dead air, but I went straight dead air right there because I was trying to figure, because we have put, made the S a whole lot of things and the D. And I'm like, wait a minute, let me, <laughs> what, did it, what did it originally stand for? And it's okay if you change some things up because some of this stuff we have to change up and make it more conducive to our uniqueness. Don't be afraid to do that. Right. But in, in, in all things, you can't be the sacrifice of somebody risking it all. I have a time or two and I, I, I just talked about this in a post. I have a time of two um, or two million times having to sit across the table from somebody telling me how they're just going to risk it all and not considering caring about anything else. One thing that I have had to learn in my lifetime of being a creative, an entrepreneur, serial entrepreneur, coming out here, uh, going off into these frontiers and 
you know, carving the way and finding the niche and all this kind of stuff. The one thing that I had to learn is how my, the things that I was willing to risk, how they affected others. When you can go through life and the majority of us go through life, not trying to impact negatively impact the lives of others, you know, and, and there are those who listen to the dog. There are those who, yeah, you're going to head out. Thank you. Go. Come on, out. Right. And then now he's going to go down the hall. He's going to bark at everything. But today, y'all know Petty Betty is on vacation. So he's like, okay, she's podcasting. Petty Betty's not here. I don't know who I'm responsible to. I think she and I are going to have to do it. So I, I got to go to dog duty when I get done with this. Right. Risking it all. <laughs> Maybe, look, he's coming back like, ain't nobody here but us. I'm coming back. I'm going to be quiet. Um, risk, right? You're, you can't be the sacrifice of somebody else risking it out. Maybe I'm subconsciously talking about Petty Betty going on this extended vacation, and I gotta, I've got to take care of the dog. Okay, but anyway, that's maybe subconsciously. But no, yesterday or this weekend, because, you know, the one thing that I, I do each and every day is monitor our behaviors on social media. And uh, I report those things, you know, and I and I look at them and I look at reports and I look at where society should be. You know, there are benchmarks. There are bench. Write that down. Oh, this is going to be real scientific today, honey. Somebody going to have to come and analyze this for me. There are benchmarks that we have to hit as a society. I'm going to write down society. And if you're just now, um, checking this out and you're wondering, like, well, wait, what are we writing? First of all, this is a conversation. Uh, around a journaling moment for those who want to find clarity in their day, suppressing depression, suppressing anxiety, and just literally trying to carve out the way. And we take it one day at a time. And if you need to take it one minute, uh, half a minute, an hour, however you need to break it down. I, myself, I know for many it's Monday. It ain't my Monday. And I have, I have, I have taken some risk in life for, it not to be, for me not to be negatively impacted by Monday. I need my Mondays. So I have to participate in society in society uh, a number of other ways in order to be able to chill on Monday. So means I've been up all night <laughs> trying to figure out how not to have to get up on a Monday morning, uh, writing and posting and all these other things that go along with me, taking the risk, but not sacrifice. I didn't write down the word sacrifice. Society, let's write sacrifice, right? I have learned, or I have had to learn, one, because I was a mom, right? And then I was a daughter, okay? Those things were interchangeable. First of all, I started out as a daughter. I came into this world as a daughter. And I was like, wow, okay, this is going to be a unique experience. <laughs> and then I became a mom. I think somewhere in between, between being a daughter and a mother, I might have carved out a little bit of time for myself, but that's something you don't realize until all this other responsibility and accountability falls upon you or you bring it on yourself. And then you realize that, wait a minute, maybe I should have did it. No, I wouldn't change a thing. Coming in as a daughter, uh, becoming a mom. I think those were the kind of things that I would, I think that's probably why I was here. All this other stuff is just some things I said, well, I need to, I need to have, I need to enjoy this. I need to experience that. I need to risk this. And I'm, like I said, I'm an entrepreneur, a creative. Uh, it's in my DNA. Risk is in my DNA, right? I'm risking Monday morning right now because 
of something that I want, but I can't sacrifice. I can't sacrifice the responsibilities as the other two things. Being a daughter, I couldn't sacrifice being a daughter over the last four years. It's like, wait a minute. That, that, that literally passport in hand, new book in hand, stage set, um, calendar, all those things. It's like, wait a minute. Can't make that, can't take that risk right now because I've got to be nearby as a daughter, right? And then as a mom, you know, I'm like, wait a minute, uh-oh, kids got to do this, kids got to do that, all of them, <laughs> all right? Uh, it's July, let me tell y'all, July 1st, as a mom, as a, let me say this, as an active parent, I'm going to use that word, active parent, so y'all stop, like, shading, like, looking like, wait, what, it's not just moms, Rhonda, for those of y'all listening in, it's not just being a mom, as an active parent, even an active, for those of y'all active aunties, you know, taking care of your sister's kids, your brother's kids. As an active parent, you realize the risk, the things that you want to risk, you can't sacrifice. Risk and sacrifice go hand in hand. And too many people who are out there and quote unquote, we, we deem them successful. Listen, everybody's watching the Bobby DeBarge, Bobby DeBarge story. Everybody loved Switch, everybody loved the DeBarges, and then came the Unsongs, and then came the Bobby DeBarge story, and, and then the, their lives are parallel, lives of the DeBarges and the Jacksons and the whole half of the folks, you know, I, I don't know how many it was, but a lot of the folks in, in the Motown era and in, in the music industry, you know, going back and looking at this, even some of the people today, because I get press releases, y'all. And I'm reading the press releases, and the press releases are talking about, well, you know, they, they have the narrative of once homeless. You know, well, have me, who wasn't homeless? I feel like a lot of people experience losing it all. We didn't just go put them in press releases, right? Probably should. Because if you did tell that true, truthful, honest, and transparent, that's going to be a thing. THT, truthful, honest, and transparent. Write that down. I don't know. I see my scriber on. Write that down. THT, truthful, honest, and transparent. Even if you need to just get in the mirror with yourself and say those things. And hopefully I have something over here I can drink on. I didn't grab lemonade. Just wet my whistle. THT, let's go forward. 2020 is right now six months down the line, y'all. In six months, it will be January 1st. It will be January 1st, 2020. 2020. In fact, last night as I was going through everything, you know what numbers I was seeing last night? The same numbers I was telling y'all about yesterday, 2025. Somebody did 2024. And I'm like, interesting. Why are they talking about 2024? That's interesting. 2024 when everybody else is like 2025 and 2030. 2020 is already like, it's done. It's done. I don't, I, you, you needed to wake up today and realize that 2020 is just months away that whole future thing with the flying cars and the Jetsons and all that kind of stuff. If you think that that time is not upon us somewhere, if you think that somewhere that they're not flying around in cars and the robots, I was listening yesterday and they were talking about the robots and the and things, the bots and all that stuff that are now available for purchase. And, and the people that's been doing the beta testing and the lifetime testing of these things and been living with these bots and, robots and 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 pet uh somebody was talking about the, there was one that's a dog please the, the videos that the americans got out there let me tell you i don't know 
because America has its dictate, its national dictate is to risk and sacrifice. We're going to take every risk and sacrifice all. That's America's dictate, right? When you look at the videos of what America is doing with robots, you're like, what the hell planet are they on? Sorry if you didn't have your earphones in. But then when you look at the technology that's coming from around the rest of the world, the rest of the world having spent the last couple of decades uh, learning and building and, and building infrastructures based on technology, whereas America has only concentrated on the infrastructure of enslavement uh, and no, no technology uh, and trying to rush and catch up. America is running around here abusing robots, so that's why... We probably, you know, going to have this thing where these people are going to, these robots are going to attack. I'll, I know for sure the robots are not going to attack black women. I, I'm not, that's, a, that's something, let me tell y'all, there's a couple things I, I don't worry about. I don't worry about aliens and I don't worry about robots. Okay. Because, I mean, black women, we just kind of, we, we just, you know, everybody, th- I don't know, I don't even care what anybody thinks. We just not going to be the sacrifice. Right. Because if anything comes on this planet, falls on this planet and wants to know the most gentlest, most nurturing, it's it's honey. I'm so glad to be in this skin, in this gender, because anything come and visit this planet uh, by creation on this planet or by anything already on its way. All right. Because I first of all, I haven't seen all the movies and a black woman in it. Okay. And if they, and if they have to judge, if they are, if any of this technology, what little bit of information that's being put out there, and because you guys think about it, if these folk run around here, you know the kind of information that they're getting, that's the same kind of information going on to uh, that they bought that they see it from the satellites and all of that, you know, and all that kind of stuff. But then I need to let me let me rethink that because you think if there's there's a society. That's, you know, okay, we got to figure this out, black women. That's what, thank God, some of us have been blogging for 17 years and making sure that we are in the headlines for the right reasons. So I'm just not going to worry about that. And that was, that, was a, that was a rant. I'm just sorry. And if, if I cause any of y'all to have concern, you should. I'm just saying because uh, we're going to throw all y'all under the bus. Let an alien walk up in here. I'm going to be like, we are joining forces. Let's go. All right. I'm just saying. You know, that kind of, if you wanted some other kind of relationship, you should have started that one in 1966. Because the one we done had for the past 50 years, meaning that, hey, I'm just the allies are coming. What they said, winter's coming. The allies are coming. All right, let's go back. Risk, I'm, I'm going to sacrifice all of them. But I'm going to take that risk, right? If, if the designer of the robot is like, he's like, coming here feeling like all abused, he probably an American robot. The one thing you might not want to buy, and I, I love to tell y'all to buy American. The one thing you might not want to buy is an American robot. So for th- those of y'all that are um, going to watch this stuff as it hits the market, you might want to, just like you buying all your food and everything else from somewhere else, you might want to import your robots too. Because when you find out what these American engineers are doing with these robots, honey. These people are crazy. I'm just saying. And thank God that we've had social media. And y'all, let me tell y'all, thank God social media has some kind of parameters because I've been on this internet since like way before time and you don't want to know. I'm so glad some of the stuff that we had to see on this thing is not out here anymore. Let's get back on the conversation because I can talk about these folk all the time. But risk, 
You can't be the sacrifice of them risking it all. You cannot be the sacrifice of them risking it all. And I mean like people who are involved in your life, in your life as a creative. When I decided, oh, I wanted to, I don't even know. I keep trying to figure out. It's blogging now. It's broadcasting now. It's becoming a channel now. I can't remember what it was when I first started. Uh, I literally wanted a glossy. I was trying to create a glossy magazine that would go into the salons. And because in the salons, you know, you had all this chef life. You could put a magazine in the salon. Some of y'all are still reading some of the magazines in the salon, been in there 20 years. And you still read it like it's brand new information. Because the, the moment in which you receive it, it's brand new information. So my goal was, man, I tell y'all. I was like, couldn't wait to build this glossy. Unfortunately, the Clintons were, the Clintons were in office at that time and, uh, small businesses are, which I, which were my customer. were having a very difficult time when this president that wanted to leave office with a surplus and people don't realize him risking it all for that surplus surplus was sacrificing everybody. Okay. So I'm a little leery when people come to me and talking about their risk and it all. I, uh, one of the first posts I saw this morning as I did look around social media and I try not to look too much. I just look and see if the world is where the world is. And I saw a post where, um, one of the, one of the groups that I'm in said they were throwing all costs to the wind. Everybody come on post about this, that, and the other. Right. And so everybody was posting. They were so vague. They ask about uh, streams, streams of income and risk and all this kind of stuff. And I'm, I'm looking through, I'm like, oh, cool. Let me read this. Let's see what people are doing. Nobody, y'all, nobody put like a, I don't, y'all, this gets on my last nerve. Not one post did anybody specific, what was anybody THT, truthful, honest, and transparent. Not one post did anybody put specifics. They put all this vague conversation. Oh, I have eight streams and seven streams and definite streams and consistent streams. That's not, it's like they asked you, what were you, what were your streams? It was like, help, help everybody else out. What are your, what are your streams? And I was like, why, why want the answer? And then there was the occasional inbox me, call me, look at my profile, da, 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 da. Well, what the point of being in this group is to be in a space where you can be THT, truthful, honest, and transparent. And then I, I got that, that triggered, triggered, it triggered. You're writing that down. We're creating a word cloud for those of you new to the broadcast. We're creating a word cloud. And in that word cloud, um, that's just how I take notes. And some of y'all take copious notes. Some of y'all full on scribe the podcast. Get with me because I need some people to help with this book. How to Get Out of Bed is going to be the book that I'm going on tour in the fall. And so, therefore, I got to get to 90 episodes so that I can make this book. So, anyway, uh, risk, PTSD, post-traumatic stress disorder, benchmarks, society, sacrifice, THT, uh, what else that was? Truthful, honest, and transparent and triggered. So I'm reading through the comments and I'm just all triggered. I go back and look at the group. And this is not the first time I sit and I look at the name of this group. Cause I, first of all, I had to unfollow because I think the group had got hacked. And let me tell y'all, if you are out there and you're in a group, um, and it it, is centered around black women, uh, go and follow and look, check out a lot of the interviews that Shireen Mitchell has done. Uh, one, she was one of the first black women I followed on Twitter way back in the day. And I mean like 2007 to 
2008, I think when we were out, when the first round of us uh, went on Twitter, she, as well as myself and a few others, were um, given this designation as the top black women on Twitter, uh, something that I hold dearly. And and then we were given another de- designation of some of the top uh, people who provide consistent Truthful, honest, and transparent content on African American community, right? Meaning, oh yeah, and what that was, these designations, while they came from um, wonderful groups, it put us on the radar for everybody kind of looking to see what what the black community feels. And then you know me, I don't give a damn how you feel. I need the facts, okay? I need, I know how you feel. I need how you behave after you feel something. I am. I can only deal with people. I know y'all. That's why I'm not a therapist, cause that's it gets real like that, right? I don't want to hear. I, I do. I want to hear how you feel, cause I, I, I have to. I have to be mindful of your PTSD. But what I'm looking for, and write this down, is your behaviors after you feel something. So when you get in your feelings uh, uh, over this, like I got in my feelings over that post and everybody just being all vague. And I was like, I probably need to just come on up out of this group because every time I see these, these uh, posts, I just, I, I don't feel that even in that space that women are being with each other in what's supposed to be a safe space, that they are being THT, truthful, honest, and transparent. There's nothing transparent about you using vague terms when the sister asked you, okay, let's help some sisters. Cause let me tell you, Back uh, a while back, CNN, and, and I don't know why y'all watching CNN, but for those of y'all that back in the day did watch CNN when they were THT, Truthful, Honest, and Transparent, I don't know what, that's, I don't know what that is going on over there right now. Um, but back in the day, um, they did a, there was a documentary on some stuff about black folk. I can't remember. Um, and I remember them talking about, a stat that was literally 50 cent. And it talked about, I think it talked about, um, you know, going off that narrative that went around forever about the households run by single headed, single headed women run households and mostly single moms. And they talked about how 50% were having this problem of the risk, right. And the sacrifice, right. Losing it all. And I was like, well, if 50% are, you know me, I'm like, oh, what's the other side of that? So if 50% is having some issues, that means 50% is not having issues. How do we then get the 50% that's not having the issues to go, to go full on THT, truthful, honest, and transparent, and let the others know, hey, listen, this is how I take the risk uh, without the sacrifice, without experiencing the loss, without uh, sacrificing the priorities and different things like that, you know? And, um, it's like, man, that's literally just a conversation. It's literally just, it's a gap where there's a gap. There's literally just a conversation. That means that you fill in that gap with the information. And if I fill in this gap with this information and then you don't come on a crossover, that's on you. But one thing I, I do that I have done for my, pretty much my entire life is like any gap, any gap, anything that I have to jump over or leap. I like, I go back and try to fill it in, right? I'm still going, I'm still going ahead, but I, I try to kick some dirt back or something. You know, I try to kick some info back to fill in the gap, right? I want to leave that path. I don't want it to grow back over with the weeds and all those kind of things, you know? 
So risking it all, you can't be this, you can't be this sacrifice them risking it all. And I started out saying that so many times I've had to sit across the table from people either telling me their story and I'm sitting there looking at them and, uh, and, and they're talking about this risk and, I, and realizing that, wait, I think, am I the sacrifice in this risk you take it? Have you ever, have you ever had the courage? Cause I know you don't have to look at some folk and listen to some folk and be like, wait a minute. What are you saying? But see, I'm that person to say, wait, am I, am I going to be sacrificing this risk you're taking? Because I have had some folk had to look at me, namely my family, like, wait, are we, just, are we in the sacrifice you risk? And I had to say, I had to figure out a plan, especially back in 2000, in two, from 2000 to 2002, when I wanted to start this big glossy, right? I'm like, oh, no, this ain't the time to be risking the sacrificing for this risk that I want to take, right? I literally had to make that decision. And that's how I ended up as a quote unquote blogger. I'm like, oh no, we can't, we're not financially about to risk it all on this. You know, there's another way to do this. And I'm like, wait a minute, there is that internet thing of which, you know, I was doing a, um, I was at that time, one of the, part of one of the first live internet radio shows, one of the first. Everybody was like, wait, what are we listening to? How are they bringing the sound, this audio, you know, through this thing, this internet thing, you know? And of course, we could thank God the rest of the world was all up and trying to figure out how to communicate this technology, even though America was behind the times. So I was like, wait a minute. I go online each and every day and I, I experience the entire globe. Maybe perhaps I could put this data, this information these head, quote unquote headlines, these stories, these interviews, the storytelling, maybe I could do it on the internet. Now let me go take, let me go see how that could be done in such a way that 17 years later, by 2020, man, I could, and this is, and literally was my, was my thought. I was like, man, by 2020, can you imagine where this, if this is where this is at now, and I am able to engage with people all over the globe. At that time we were going live we were broadcasting all over the world. I mean, there were people, and, and, and every time we would go to broadcasting, they would go, well, let's go live to Yolanda in Atlanta. And everybody goes, what? There's sisters in Atlanta. And then next thing you know, everybody was like emailing me. And I'm like, okay, I'm talking about Atlanta each and every day. They think, like, wait, I know everything about Atlanta. Well, I was like, well, now I got to find out everything about Atlanta because everybody wants to know because, you know, like the brothers, they were live in New York and then we were going live over to uh, 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 Desert, Desert Shield, Desert Storm, and, and Europe, you know, the blacks in the UK and Australia was like, you know, and they were like, wait a minute, we are connected to the diaspora, and, you know, the carnival and, and all of those things. And then, you know, I log off and then I have to go to work. And then they're like, you know, we got to look over your shoulder. You know, we don't use technology up in here and all this kind of stuff. You know, I'm like, oh God, I can't wait to get out of here so I can go back into this beautiful globe of being. And so I ended up figuring out a way not to sacrifice it all in this risk of developing this glossy. I said, well, I'm going to put it on the internet. I'm going to build, I'm going to learn how to do these websites. Uh, websites were just at the beginning of a thing. And, um, no, actually websites were well before that. I had a web, I had a website. It just wasn't 
dryer buzz. And I remember after pulling all these things together, I literally woke up. This is why I love how to get out of bed. This is why I know to listen. This is why I know to sit quietly and meditate and just listen as the universe is like running around here trying to keep us all on our passion and beyond our passion, our destiny, our calling, right? Because sometimes you can have one destiny and you can think you can have a passion and your passion is not really your destiny. That's why you can't really get to it because that's not really your destiny, you know, because there's, there's your passion. There's something you think you're supposed to love and think you're supposed to do. But lo and behold, this other thing, it just keeps working itself out. And now you've been doing it like forever, right? And so in my 2020 vision, Back in 2000, I was like, man, by 2020, I want to, I got to, I got to have this because around all around me in this world that I was in, everybody had plan. In fact, they didn't even have a 20 year plan. Everybody had a 50 year plan. And I was like, okay, well, let's work on the 50 year plan. I knew, but in order to break down, let's break down a 50 year plan in 2020. Right. Cause I had, I'm like, I knew five of those years, you know, it, that were going to come and I wasn't going to be able to do nothing. I just didn't know where the five was going to hit. Right. I'm like, where that, where that five is going to be? I knew all my life that, that in that five, there's five years, I'm going to need five years. Because when you are THT, truthful, honest, and transparent, you know you're gonna, something's going to happen, and you're going to experience some, experience some PTSD. I am full on five years into this PS, PTSD, right? And, 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 and guess what? It don't end in five years. That's forever. I'm like, okay, the brokenness. I'm, I am breakable. I, that t, you know, they got that TV show, Unbreakable. Yeah, that's fantasy. I'm breakable, fragile, broken. But I piece together well. I piece together well. I just know that I have days like, okay, this is one of those days. I, have, I give myself three burn days out of a nine-day cycle. All right? I don't subscribe to the calendar. Most of y'all that's tried to book me for something already know this. I don't subscribe to the calendar. And if you got something and it could be your best day ever, if it, if it falls on one of those burn days, it falls on one of those burn days. For the most part, now, I will risk it. I'll try to push through uh, without because I don't want to cause any that sacrifice, right? Uh, I stopped writing that behavior. So if I said anything else to go on the word cloud, hopefully, hopefully I can go back and find. Let me check a couple of comments here. For those of you that are listening Laughing out loud at abused American robots. I'm telling you, you go and look up, go and look. Y'all better follow these things. Americans are out there. And if you look at the design of the American robots, you're like, wait, what? They get, I mean, they go, there was a, uh, a, a radio show this weekend talking about these, how sophisticated these robots are. And then you look at the, the information America is putting out there. I mean, listen, you are already, you probably have already come across a couple of robots and didn't even know it. Right. I mean, pretty much everything. Like I'm, I'm going to tell you right now, I'm live. At least I think I'm live. I think I'm in real time. We think we're in real time. You know, who knows? I mean, I, I just know being a sister, please don't make me time travel. I don't want to time travel to the future or to the past. I have taken one day at a time. I ain't trying to jump. I ain't trying to leap. I love that Spike Lee movie, uh, See You Yesterday. I love that. Awesome and amazing. Man, the ending was classic Spike. Like, what the hell was Spike thinking? And then I'm like, oh, wait, Spike wanted us to think. Oh, okay. So now we now your mind is like going, like, where, where did this sister run off to? Where did she jump back to? Because in all their jumping, in my mind, I got to think, oh, she finally jumped back and stopped the cop. Because they kept trying to jump back and stop everything to keep this cop. You know, all, every, all movies out there now. And let me tell y'all, 
Please stop. Please stop with the PTSD. Um, I went, I'm going to the film festivals and every single solitary movie that's trying to get, y'all trying to get out there and get your funding. Y'all trying to get your distribution. Y'all trying to get your money to go and create some of these movies. You know, stop, stop. We, okay. I understand these things are going on. I understand there are issues, but everybody can't do the cop killing movie. Everybody can't. And everybody, listen, I am now on the unfollow. I need you to stop sharing the, the police abuse. Listen, I know, believe me, nobody, nobody, nobody knows better than me. Okay. I don't mean to sound like Trump on this, but I have spent too much time um, working with up and around and all up and through dealing with public safety. The thing that I can, I know for me, I have issues, PTSD now going out and put, I'm at the point now where I don't even want to go out in public. Right. And like the new video that somebody sharing between the mother and the daughter, stop. First of all, don't even, don't even share because first of all, you don't know the source that it came from. You don't know the validity of the agenda that is being shared. All you doing is continuing the PTSD, right? You're not on the grand jury. You're not on jury duty. You're not, <coughs> you're not committed to the legal defense fund. You're not helping out the lawyer. You know, you're not helping out the victim. It's not. It's, it's, it's not helping because in the very minute cases that have seen justice, they didn't share nothing. They share nothing. I'm trying not to use these words, these other four letter words. They share nothing. They went and filed their formal complaints. They went and got their attorneys. They joined different class actions. They're out there bankrupting cities, bankrupting towns, okay? Getting these things done. There's a, uh, yesterday I saw, uh, uh, there was an accident. It looked like it was a high speed chase, right? I believe it was a high speed chase. Something very interesting at the scene. There was an older gentleman, probably, he probably on one of them retirement plans where, you know, when they retire, they have to go back and do a couple of hours of, of police work, right? And I noticed, I'm like, wait a minute, he's just standing off on the scene. He had on, he had on this certain kinds of equipment. I'm like, look, and I'm like, he had on this helmet that had this camera. He was just standing there. And I'm like, oh, wait a minute. What is this? What job is this he got? Right. And then I'm looking, I'm like, it was a one car accident with a whole lot of police vehicles. I surmised it might've been a high speed chase. So I'm like, where was I going? Y'all just stop sharing it. You've got to, you've got to stop sharing it. You've got to stop sharing it on social media. Okay. Because it is causing is it, it, it's a risk you're taking that's sacrificing us all, putting us every day, all day, all up and through PTSD. We can't function, right? You're creating the wrong kind of benchmarks. It's it's crippling society. You're sacrificing our minds. Uh, it's not, and they're not altogether truthful. They're not altogether honest, and they're certainly not as transparent as we think they are. THT. These videos are not altogether truthful, not altogether honest, and they're certainly not altogether transparent because they're not in their they're not in their totality. You haven't noticed it's just that little clip. And what I'm telling you is what that is doing to you is only furthering the society that's post traumatic stress disorder to the point where. I can't even go up in the grocery store because I'm going to end up hurting Becky because Becky's DNA is already jacked up where she feels like she's just entitled to tell everybody how she's feeling, okay, and how she's behaving. 
And I'm one, and, and, and I'm, I'm like, my DNA is all up and I don't give a damn how you feeling. You don't get to inject it into my world, right? So now I got, P, I got all this PTSD and one of my behaviors going to have me acting out or in, react, in reaction to, okay? And I don't carry bail money like that. I don't keep bail money in the budget like that. Right. I just don't. And I'm like, damn. And will I need to start? Like, no, I'm going to just use these apps. I'm, gonna, I'm just gonna not going to be out here all up in society like this. But listen, stop sharing it because all you have done, you've you've in, your, in this risk of wanting engagement. You have sacrificed our sanity. You have sacrificed our sanity. And none of these cases, none of them, the only ones that have seen true justice. Okay, because if you see that the family has an attorney, they're going to get a settlement. Because justice is not going to come. I'm like, look, why do you think they have stopped pulling out these podiums? They've stopped doing these press conferences and stuff because they want true justice. They want true justice. And true justice happens when you go handle your business. And you look it on the news. This cop did this and this cop did this. And next thing they tell you, no former, the cop had no history of formal complaints. When in actuality, everybody should have been filing a formal, formal complaint. He looked at you wrong. You need to go file a formal complaint. Because we can't understand why the police department, who's supposed to be able to identify criminal, uh, psychologically damaged behavior, can't do it with it. And they actually can. They actually can and they actually are. They're trying to fix this, y'all. Please go watch the documentary called The Law and the Gun. Stop watching all this entertainment television and go watch, a full, go watch the full-on documentary, The Law and the Gun. And then go over there and check out your police chief and, and your commanders and all those kind of people that are trying to fix this thing. And let them know that you want to help. Because you keep sharing this stuff on social media. Please tell me you know who your commander is, okay, at, at the precinct for where you live. Please tell me, you know, your police chief, I mean, like on a first name basis. And I ain't talking about go up to the police station like Skip Gates did, trying not to get arrested in your own home, and then you get arrested in your own home. Please don't do like Skip Gates. If you don't know, go look at my YouTube channel. Go, don't be like Skip Gates, whatever I had to You know, we tried, oh, honey, hold on. Let me, let me see if I can get, let me see if I can play this uh, Skip, Skip Gates for you, because we're talking about risking it up. Because see, Skip Gates. Doctor, I'm sorry. Let me. I'm gonna get his real name in a minute. I know. I just know I got it saved on the skip gates, so I can get to it. Hold on, Dad. We're gonna have a little bit of dead air in this dead air. I only want in this part of the conversation. I won't tell you who my supporters are, but <laughs> I'll tell you that at the end. Look, I I just know I got the search saved in that manner, and there's a whole bunch of them out here. Okay, teachable moment. Teachable moment. Let's see if we can get. To, let me turn the volume up. I don't want you out there like Skip Gates. I just don't. I just don't. Trying to carve out a place of your own, I don't want you out there like this. I'll give you an example. I bought this great house in Lexington, Massachusetts. There no black people in my neighborhood. And I was terrified of being stopped by the cops. And so I thought of some excuse to go by the police station in Lexington. And when I walked in there, I said, Hi, I'm Dr. Henry Lewis Gates, Jr. I live in that house, number eight, Adams Street in Lexington. I did it so they'd see this face. And they'd see that car. And these guys wouldn't bust me when I was driving through there at midnight. That's pathetic. That's sad. 
That's it's pathetic. It's sad. It's also prophetic because what did they do? They busted Dr. Henry Louis Gates in his great house in his community, uh, which was a university scout community of scholars. They busted him exactly driving home uh, when he couldn't get in his own house. Had issues at the door and ended up getting arrested because the cop was like, "Step outside." He he didn't know not to step outside. He was like. No, you need to go get you need to go get a warrant. You need to go. I don't care who called you. He didn't know how to handle that situation. And when he stepped outside, as upset as he was, he was arrested. And that such incident was one of the first incidents we saw happen get taken to the White House. So he went to the skip went to the White House instead of to the Supreme Court. So he went to the POTUS instead of the SCOTUS. Okay, I'm just saying. Right? He went to the he he this issue went to the POTUS. Who had Beer Summit Day. Mind you, Beer Summit Day is coming up. Let me see it. I got that marked down too. Beer Summit Day is, uh, let me see, let me see. I got a whole Facebook page over here to remind me. Facebook, like, you hadn't posted anything over here. Because I realized Beer Summit Day is July 30th. I got that saved in my search too. Uh, Facebook, like, you hadn't posted anything. I was like, yeah, because I don't want to further the traumatic uh, stress, post-traumatic stress, post-traumatic stress syndrome right uh, but Henry Louis Gates is in this documentary called a place of our own where um, those who feel like they're not white enough and they're not black enough they needed a place that it literally is a documentary about a segment of black people who have made some risks and therefore were, they were them, them, them themselves sacrificed and they realized, like, wait a minute, we're, we've done very well in life. Doing very well in life, black people probably, for the most part, feel like you're not black enough, right? But then doing very well in life put them in a sector where they had to deal with back in the day. We're talking about back in the day. Yeah, we can talk about yesterday, too. When you do very well in life, oftentimes you will have to decide upon where in which to live. And you find that. Well, you know, I ain't, I'm not black enough for black folk. I'm not white enough for white folks. So therefore, you go to try to carve out a place of your own. The black people get mad and the white people get mad. And you're like, damn, damn if you do, damn if you don't. White people get mad when black people go and carve out these their own community, their own little pieces of land. And like, wait, y'all living unbothered over there? Oh, let me come and bother the hell out of you. Black people look like, oh, y'all living unbothered over there? Let me come and, uh, let me come and unbother the hell out of you. So you live within this trajectory trying to always escape the risk because you, cause you don't want to be sacrificed. Well, Skip Gates, in, in getting, becoming one of the smartest black men, um, has a lot of risk, and it comes with a lot of sacrifice to the point where he couldn't go live in a black neighborhood because he worked over here at the university that you know didn't have a lot of black folks. Lo and behold, that when he went to the White House, um, he met some folk that, you know, came up through the universities by which, but anyway, it ended with a beer summit day and the beer summit day became such a mockery that our president decided, okay, I'm not speaking on the more justice issues. You know, I know, see, everybody wants to know what it, the Obama's, they didn't do this and they didn't do that. They did. They had beer summit day. Beer summit day was supposed to end racism in America. Beer summit day was supposed to end police brutality. He sat down with a rogue cop and, and, uh, uh, Skip Gates, Dr. Henry Lewis Gates and a rogue cop of a rogue police department, and they thought that was going to fix it. 
Well, they should have made sure that it ended up in the Supreme Court. Okay, so too many times you're out here trying to go to the SCOTUS when you need to bypass that position and go on to the, the let me go to the POTUS. You need to go to the SCOTUS, Supreme Court. Uh, and guess what? A whole lot needs to happen before it gets to the Supreme Court. It's got to start right here, right now. You got to stop sharing. Stop sharing those videos. You got to stop sharing those videos because then your risk to create engagement on your timeline, you are sacrificing us all because we cannot, we cannot as a society continue to access, access that data because it will have you believing that it is the totality of our police department and it is not. I've got so many friends out there that are in this police department that they are looking at, they're looking at my behaviors and they're like, we losing you. Yeah, you losing me because I'm looking at your behaviors, you know, on this thing. But un understandably, y'all, I have I, so much information from my police departments have been poured into me so that I can be a voice of reason in this thing. And, uh, and I'm trying to be, I'm literally trying to be, y'all don't know what I go through each day trying to um, understand our men and women in this uniform and trying not to look at them as if they are harmful. Because one thing I do know that there's so many of them trying to protect us from the others of them and, and, they're, and day in and day out. So I have to tell myself that the reason this thing does not happen more rampantly as it does is because there are those who do put on those uniforms and, and go out and protect us, even though I am more hesitant than anybody, even, even as much as I know about the police department, I am so hesitant in calling 911. Uh, and I don't think I ever will. I, I really don't know that I can. Um, and I don't, and even as much as I know as many of them, uh, I know, I, I, I wish I could, and my eyes are so tightly closed right now. I'm trying to see that there might be one or two who put on a uniform and with, with uh, just a glimpse. And let me, let me say this. And I have witnessed, I have witnessed a behavior of a police officer that has a genuine concern about my safety. I, I have to go so far into my psyche with all of this stuff on the peripheral and at the forefront of my brain, I have to go deep into my psyche to know that there are, that I have witnessed, I have truly witnessed a police officer of all races with gen genuine concern for my safety. Doesn't mean I'm gonna call 911 because, you know, you might be genuine, you know, y'all don't stop, y'all don't stop enough. I'll just do it that way. But please, I, I'm just asking y'all, stop sharing this thing. Where are we on time? Where are we on time? At 46. Okay, let's wrap this up. A word cloud started out with risk. And because when I woke up and the first thing I started looking at social media, I realized some of y'all are taking the risk. And we are supposed to take risks. But you need, to, you need to be mindful of what's being sacrificed. For every risk, there is a sacrifice. Because when we, if, if not, what are you, what are you, what are you, why is it called a risk? What are you risking? Everything, there's a yin and a yang. And it's not even a, it's a yin and a yang and a bang. <laughs> oh, damn, write that down. <laughs> At 4th of July, 4th of July is the biggest yin yang and a bang, okay? Uh, yin yang and a bang, write that down. Go put that in the book. Wherever you see yin yang, always look, where's the bang? Because for every, because that, in that tug of war of the yin and the yang, um, there's the implosion, 
right? There's a thing that's not supposed to happen because one is good, one is bad, one is an action, one is a reaction, but what is it a reaction to, right? Repercussions, right? So our exercise for today, here's your list. Ying, yang, bang. What we try to avoid in this is the bang, that ripple effect that's going to continue to happen every time you hit share on one of those things. Come on, these are your friends. These are people that have given you permission to share information with them. These are people that have given you permission to curate their timeline. And let me tell you, I know all the lawyers, all the attorneys working on these cases, and I'm still, I'm still asking like some of y'all families, like, why y'all keep hiring that one and this one? Because this one's the only one over here getting any kind of results, right? I don't know why y'all keep going with that one. I know he's getting good settlements, right? But if you, but I thought you wanted justice, and I don't know. But anyway, I blogged about it enough. It's out there. My opinion on that is out there. Um, let me go back to talking about sitting across the table from people who are ready to take risks. All my, like my MLM people, y'all will sacrifice a friendship. Y'all will sacrifice a friendship for a commission check. I mean, I tell you, let me tell you, stop it. Then there are people, because go over there on that post where everybody was talking about how many streams they had. I mean, there are people who who go for it each and every time, and y'all are good at it. And I know it, it does create a level of wealth. If you, got, if you want to know what, it, uh, it does create a level of richness. I'll put it that way. It does create a level of richness, but the sacrifices that are being made, stop sacrificing your, your friendship. Go and do your business. Ain't nobody mad at you except for when, you're, when you sacrifice and then, and then you're the benchmarks, the society, the THT. Because first, first of all, there's very little truth, honesty, and transparency in it. I'm just saying, especially y'all, I'm telling y'all, everybody, everybody will co-sign that. So at least learn from that because y'all are triggering some, some behaviors, triggering some behaviors. And I like that this is a short word cloud and I like to hope that this is a sh- short um, conversation. It's just, this is the conversation I have to have in order to get out of bed. This is the conversation I have to have to get dressed. This is the conversation I have to have with myself to go out into the world. This is the conversation I have to have to search search society for dignity. Uh Uh-oh, because that's what we're trying to get back to. That's our word right there, dignity, right, and freedom. This chapter that we're on right now is talking about our freedom. The last chapter we talked about opportunities, opportunities. The only reason you want certain opportunities is because you you want certain freedoms to exist. We are getting ready to head. We are on the countdown. Some of y'all are chilling on a Monday because y'all knew to put in your vacation time early. And y'all got, how many of y'all took the whole week off? I used to, oh no, I used to love it, but I used to hate, because I used to forget all the time to put in, because you know what, I was that kind of person, I took a vacation all the time. So if I had if I had two hours of PTO, I would be like, I'm taking my PTO. I never accrued, never, ever, ever, accru- I never accrued, y'all. And I did, only time I accrued, because one, one, I think one job I had, they used to give us all our time in advance. We didn't have to like work for it and earn it. It was like, okay, new year, you got X amount of vacation days. Man, I've had some good jobs. Y'all, I got to find some of these jobs again, right? So I'm like, okay, I'm using this. And then on those jobs where I had to accrue, they changed it where we had to accrue the time. I never did accrue a week because every time I had an hour, I'm like, I'm using an hour because I use my PTO as paid twice opportunity for those who didn't want to be THT about streams of income. I always had multiple, I had multiple kids. 
So each one for each one of those kids, I had to have a stream of income. I'm gonna be truthful, honest, transparent. And each one of my kids knew which particular stream. Like they knew to go in my purse and get, oh, your stream is on this card. Okay, you need something for school. You got to keep much money on your book. You know, I can't remember everybody's account, right? Because it's for y'all. My dog is snoring, y'all. Okay, so I, it's for y'all. I can't remember everybody's login. You know, they give them all this. Thank God they, they went and gave me these. I, I can't remember your, your name and your birthday, let alone the last four of your social. It's four of y'all. I can't remember all that. Somebody going to come up short. Okay, if you ever at school to come up short, please just give me your sister's account. Because if, if I ever hear that one of these grown-ass lunch women, men, whoever working in the cafeteria, took my baby's lunch and gave my baby one of these sandwiches, luckily behold, it didn't happen. I think it might have happened one time. And I was like, listen, if you ever in a line, get, no, at least know yours and a sibling and let them know. And, but you know what? I made sure. Listen, these are my babies right here, y'all. Now, y'all know I keep money on them lunch accounts. Don't, you know, it, it, but I got, I got PTSD on this thing. I'm raising four kids. I'm stressed the hell out, right? But I knew I had my time and I used to do it on a Monday night. Because I couldn't remember nothing on the weekend because I'm running around all these kids. On the Monday night, I go put my money on the lunch thing. But then I was like, if, and if you ever see a friend, I would tell my kids, if you ever see a friend going through this, right? I got extra money on there for, listen, pay, give, give, tell your friend to use your number. Tell your friend to use your number. Don't, don't sit back and witness this kind of stuff going on. It just can't, too, like, stop saying, y'all, y'all out there, how, I don't even know how many times. How many times, y'all, this is getting on my nerve. How many times have y'all shared a video about a, about a lunch lady taking somebody's lunch? Did you call this? Y'all, all it takes is go up there and put money. I don't care. Listen, I went to a middle school three times a week. My children were in elementary. I was like, this middle school is in my neighborhood, and it ain't copacetic, and I can't afford private school. Let me go ahead and start volunteering up here because my baby's going to Now, luckily... I had some opportunities where I was able to move by the time they got to middle school. Cause I was like, wait, it's something going on around here. Like, you know, this was the nineties. Okay. You know, that whole era of crack and all that kind of stuff was coming. And I know Whitney got a chance to say crack was whack, but for me, crack was death. Okay. It was unsafe. Right. And people were like, don't leave the hood to hell. I'm gone. I'm just saying I'll come back. All right. But at this juncture, there's some things that are going on in the middle school. I've got kids that's designated for this middle school. I'm going up here and figure out what's going on because I don't like seeing schools on the news, okay? And so I went up there and I was like, listen, okay, no news at the school. What do I need to do as a parent? And they were like, well, you know, this is going on, that's going on. So here's what I can do, okay? Because mind you, and this is real. These are facts, y'all. I said, here's what I can do. I can come up here three times a week. It's like, yeah, I had a job. I had a job. I had a job. I had kids. I had family. But listen, I'm coming up here three times a week, and I'm going to spend a couple of hours. That school gave me 50 students. 50 students. Okay, here's what we're going to do. When you get here, we're going to pull these 50 students out of class. They probably already been kicked out of class. We're going to give you these 50 students. And, and they, of course, you know, they designated the students by all this kind of thing. And I was like, let me figure out. Now, mind you, at this time, you know, I'm, I'm, I don't, y'all, let me tell you, I don't even know how this stuff happened, right? But lo and behold, 
um, because I knew everything that was going on in my neighborhood and was a stakeholder in my neighborhood, when the celebrities would come to town, they were like, well, we want to like, do something. You know, well, Dry Buzz is going to their school, you know, three times. I don't even think I was Dry Buzz at the time. Was it Dry Buzz? I wasn't even Dry Buzz at the time. Wow. Um, but anyway, I was, I was a stakeholder in my community. So when celebrities like LL Cool J, only, only, only one I didn't allow to come was Snoop Dogg back in the day. I, like, like, no, I don't think I, I can't take Snoop Dogg to the school. Now, mind you, Snoop Dogg is a, was became an excellent father and and one of the most involved. But back in the day, I was like, I can't be rolling to the school with Snoop and just can't. Right. So all the other ones, you know, I could drop a whole bunch of names on this thing. Y'all don't understand. They would come. I'm like, Here, here's what we're gonna do. And this is why the police department can't understand me throwing them under the bus. And I'm not throwing y'all under the bus. Y'all are driving the bus over us. Y'all are letting the risk and the sacrifice impact the community. But it was like, you know, Chief Eldon Bell, before Eldon Bell, uh, Knox, not Knox, Knox was the zone commander. Who was the female? Oh, Lord Jesus, somebody help me remember. The female chief, uh, uh, Eldon Bell. Well, Eldon, Eldon Bell actually set it off. Eldon, Eldon Bell was uh, over Atlanta. And he was like, well, let me get you hooked up with Knox over here at Zone 4. Y'all are Zone 4. Love Zone 4. Love, thank you, Zone 4. So I got, I, back then with the crack era, we had this thing called the Red Dog Unit. I'm like, okay, well, you know, we tired of seeing the Red Dog Unit coming in, busting up houses, which they needed to, because there was a whole bunch of stuff going on in these houses. So I'm going to the school three times a week, because I'm trying to, I'm trying to help a generation grow up without PTSD. So I go to the school three times a week. They give me 50 students. I break these students up into the three days that were coming. And I ended up having to break it up because when I got there and I found out that the kids were suffering from PTSD, uh, being born into certain families and having certain tragedies. I know it looks like it only looks like we're not hurting. There's a book out there by Terry L. Williams, Terry M. Williams, Terry L. Williams that says, um, um, it only looks like we're not hurting black. It's called black pain. Go read that book. Go get it. Black pain. It only looks like we're not hurting. So everybody thinks that we don't hurt. Um, and it's interesting because Russ Parr, when he was on the red carpet talking about the Bobby DeBarge story, he said that very thing that he wanted to humanize us. Hell, Ava DuVernay just said that in working with and doing the story of the uh, wrongfully accused five. I know y'all want to say exonerated, but I like to say the wrongfully accused because I want every time you think about them to think about those who wrongfully accuse them. Um, but the wrongly accused five, even she said it, um, you know, she wanted to humanize our pain. We have, we, and listen, and you need to humanize our pain simply because of us, because in trying to dehumanize our pain, it gets not only society, thinking that we don't hurt. It gets us to thinking that we don't hurt. And we walk around here with all this PTSD. So anyway, three days a week in the school, celebrities coming to town, they're going up, loving on these kids. Um, I got the communities. I'm like, listen, you own a business, this community. Y'all rolling in, y'all rolling out. Listen, you got to help me with this. Uh, lots of the businesses would, you know, they would donate, have all this in, they call it in kind. We're going to, oh, we're going to flood you with all this in kind stuff, in kind stuff. So we had all this in kind stuff, had all this amazing opportunity to take these kids on an amazing journey. And when I tell you today, by 2020, because I always had this 2020 vision, 2020 is coming up. Um, I just went to a wedding of one. I just went to, um, um, one is, is they found me on Facebook and I'm seeing the, the, the survival and the babies and the grandbabies. I'm like, whoa. Okay. 
Uh, I remember I was one of the first to put the Million Man March on the airwaves in Atlanta. I think I was the first, um, but others like to claim that too, because nobody was trying to, and during that time, you know, the 90s, when nobody trying to put this on. In fact, people don't even realize how many, uh, that how much time before the Million Man March was the conversation going on about the Million Man March. And in the early stage, you know, everybody, everybody want to talk about the, the march, but nobody wants to talk about the two years prior to the march and all the things that had to happen, right? And when they came to Atlanta trying to get on the airways, everybody was like, okay, well, we'll see if it happens, right? And I'm like, no, you got an idea? I got a place for you to come talk about this idea. Brother, stop. The brother, I, let me tell you, I'll tell you how it happened. Because every day I would stop and get the final call, all right? It was only one of the, T, it was only THT publication in the South. Uh, so I'd stop and get my final call. I'm going to get me a bag of fruit, you know. I never did get the bean pie. I'm so mad. I went all my life there not eating the bean pie. How come y'all didn't tell me the bean pie was that good? Right? Okay, well, we need to do a bean pie. We're going to do the bean pie on In the Kitchen with Dryer Buzz. We're going to do the bean pie Wednesday on In the Kitchen with Dryer Buzz. So please tell me where I can get the bean pie recipe and the bean pie ingredients. There is a wonderful, wonderful video. This is the kind of stuff y'all don't share. There's a very wonderful video out there on the history of the bean pie um, with, the two, with, two, with the two different continents talking about how the American Muslim um, and the bean pie, the history of the American Muslim, Muslim and the bean pie, um, and the Muslims all around the world, like, whoa, the American, bean, the American Muslim and the bean pie? Man, okay, so there's a wonderful, let's go share that. Go share that. Don't share the police videos. Where was I going? So I used to stop at the brother. He used to be over down the corner in the ALC. I think it was like Brother Tyrone. I don't know. I might be missing it up. Right. Anyway, all, all of them was named Tyrone. But anyway, so the brother is like, sister, 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 I know you do that you know, broadcast thing, right? Well, let me tell you, you know, the minister is playing in this thing. And so the minister under the minister, next to the minister, under the minister is, is in Atlanta. And they are pulling together this thing that you, you're not going to believe what this thing is going to be. And they need to talk about it. And I'm like, okay, fine. Send me somebody. And they sent me somebody. He was like, well, we're going to get the minister under the minister, next to the minister, over the minister, under the minister, around the minister. When they come to the mosque, and y'all already know the one mosque that everybody came, they were going to come and be on the broadcast. I got you, right? Because I'm always, I can always, the one thing I can get to in this city is on somebody's airwaves, right? And I had gone in to do an interview, and they were like, oh, no, you need a show. And I'm like, well, you know, I'm a mom, I'm a daughter. I don't have time. Uh, well, we, we'll find time. So anyway, carte blanche, you need airways, you got airways, right? So I go in with, with the minister next to the minister, under the minister, around the minister, they know the minister. Come on, talk about this thing that they need to do. They need to launch something. In order to get to the Million Man March, to get a million men to D.C., they need to go around the country doing these other events, and then this next event, and then this next event, and then it's going to be the Million Man March. I'm like, hey, I'm down. Every event, I got you. So the day of the event in Atlanta, before a year before the Million Man March, I'm standing there tying back to the 50 students and I'm standing there and, and mind you, this brigade comes and now mind you, they not as much as, as much as I am a part of this thing, sister. Okay. Let's they're not plan. I'm out here trying. I'm going to broadcast. Y'all know me. I go wherever I go. I'm going live. They knew I was going live. The sister's going to be out there. She's going to be going live. Right. 
can't go up in, as a matter of fact, the Omni Hotel, the Omni International, International Omni, whatever that thing was called, that they tore down and built this new stuff, was there. This brigade, brigade of ministers come around because the sisters outside that was helping us with all this kind of stuff. So here come this brigade of ministers coming up to me just to thank me for what I have done and how I've helped. But lo and behold, after I talked to the ministers and everybody was like, dang, what, 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 what the brothers going? What the brothers going? What the brothers going? And then they see the brother talk to the sister and know, you know, all that clout thing going on. But I turn around. There was no better moment after talking. Now, mind you, this was awesome. This was absolutely awesome. But when I turned around, and for those of you that can remember where the Omni was situated, Omni was literally right there where Phyllis Arena is. And, and the train station, the steps coming up from the train station. I literally turned around and there was a group of young men coming up. Well, there was a whole hell of a lot of men. There were thousands upon thousands of men coming to this event that was a year before the Million Man March. But there was a group of young men coming up the escalator. And one of them looked kind of familiar. And they spotted me. And, man, they came over. And when I tell y'all, we're talking about a 2020 vision here. We're talking, about, we're talking about ridding a community of PTSD. These young men came up to me and said that they were part of the middle school thing, and they knew that if this was happening because of the intervention that had happened that I was doing at that school, just hearing me talk about this, that they made, they made their way. And they got attention. Because the one thing that I had, to, I had to, to stress to these kids was you got to see the world outside of your community. In the 50 students that I had three days a week at that school, they had no idea what was beyond the trees. That the, the skyline that peaked beyond the trees, they had no idea what was over there. They had no idea that they were literally in walking distance of the AU Center, Atlanta University Center, historic Morris Brown College, Clark Atlanta University, which used to be Clark College and Atlanta University, right? That was a merger for those that don't know, and many of y'all don't know. Spelman College, Morehouse, right? They had no idea that that's what that, that clock tower that, that peaks up over that tree and that during the winter you could see straight over there because, you know, the trees are barren. They had no idea because the level of reach didn't go that far because we were so hell-bent on portraying ourselves to this other kind of society, this other part of society, that we, are not tell we were not and still not to this day telling our stories enough to each other. We're still not getting that the true THT, the truth, honesty, and transparency. So therefore, all these other things that go on in our world are triggering behaviors and causing us to lose our dignity and challenging our freedom. I'm just reading the word cloud. I'm just reading the words that I've written down, the conversation that we've had. Even in all the long, long-winded, roundabout conversations that I've had, I'm going to narrow it down in the book just to let you know. You cannot be the sacrifice of someone risking it all. And I want you to go through your day, and I want you to find out, based on the yin, the yang, and the bang, the yin, the yang, and the bang, I want your list to be, for those of y'all that are keeping up with the list, risk, 
sacrifice behaviors out of the risk that's going on in your world what's the sacrifice and then um the behaviors how is it is it causing you to gain or lose dignity any the risk that causes a sac cause you to sacrifice somebody else if that's gonna gain you some dignity i what you it's not, not gonna gain you dignity it might gain you freedom but it might imprison somebody else okay it might trigger some behaviors in somebody else there's a way there's a route there's a path to success that doesn't have to call that doesn't call for that right I was uh we were talking about the Bobby DeBarge story and we started thinking about man everybody all these stories especially as a blogger having interviewed one of the reasons I don't even want to talk to celebrities no more is because that's their story that that's their narrative I don't know it's their story that's true for Bart but it's also their narrative you know the oh I came up from being homeless I'm like dude everybody done been evicted at one time or another okay it's like oh I was abused Okay, well, no, everybody ain't been abused. Um, but the level, the level of abuse and the level of stuff that's just in the story of those that we deem successful, it's like, I don't understand that. And it's like, is that why we, I think that's why we have fewer people that are, that are quote-unquote successful to what we deem successful. I mean, hell, the Kardashians, the success started out with, um, I don't know, I don't, I know y'all, I know y'all have made it a way, y'all have made the sex tape a whole, um, thing now, but there's something so psychologically wrong with that, how it started out. And if you ain't going to tell me that, 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 that there aren't a lot of psychological issues in the Kardashian family, I, and, and, and I, I love how, like, in these groups where these women go to have safe space and they talk about this, oh, you know, and, and the Kardashians this and, and, and this person that and this person this. And I'm like, and, and Cardi B this and that, and, you know, and I'm like, but what are you, what are you telling your daughters? And they're oh, not my daughter. Huh? I'm like, you're not telling her, but uh, you got... Cardi all up and down your timeline. You might not have said those words to her, but in your risk to want engagement or to try to, you're trying to get some clout, uh, you're telling her something. My reaction is still the same, you know, and it's not what I told my daughters. It's what I showed my daughters. It's like, I'm just saying. All right. Got to get ready to get out of here over beyond nine minutes over, but that's okay because it's called a podcast. And a podcast, in a podcast, you get to get to the conclusion of the thing. And the conclusion of the thing today is, is the same way we started out. You cannot be the sacrifice of somebody else's risk. You cannot be the sacrifice in them risking it all. So whose risk are you risking it? Um, stop the sharing, some of the sharing that you're doing out here. If you have not, if you have not full on done something about it, then don't share it. it Cause sharing is, is not necessarily doing anything about it. If you can't put a piece of commentary on there that you actually did something about it. Okay. Then stop, stop sharing it. All right. Especially, um, because you are creating benchmarks in our society with this sacrifice. It's not THT, truthful, honest, or transparent truthful, honest, or transparent. Um, in fact, if like this podcast right here is already an hour, 
Somebody might take a snippet of it. You're not going to get the truth, total truth, honesty, and transparency. And it, you might get just that part that trigger you. Like yesterday, I, I put a, I put a little piece of song on there. I was trying, I was trying to trigger you to get out of my way. So all I needed was that clip. But even though I, I took that clip, I said, like, let me go read these whole lyrics because somebody, even though I'm putting this clip out here that says this. Somebody gonna say, well, do you know he went on to say, or before that he said this. Somebody gonna take and try to put it back in context. So I was like, let me go look at all these lyrics. There's another song that, uh, oh, the cowboy was. And somebody said he came out in the Pride Month. Um, what is it? The ride. I keep saying ride the white horse, but that wasn't it. That's no. That's another song. Uh, Lil Nas X. Um, they were talking about the fact that all the kids in the kindergarten and up know how to sing this song, but there's a lyric in the song that talks about the lean all in the bladder. And so <laughs> people trying to figure this thing out. So you got to know, you got to know full, full context, especially before you hit that share button. If you have not clicked that whole link and gone in to see, check the date, check the uh, originally published, check the original con original curator, Check the, listen, you need to go click on the advertising page, see who the original demographic is, because some of y'all are sharing stuff. We're not even, now it's nice to know about things that are not for us or by us, but you need to go and know, know some of these sources, especially in a, in a election period. And guess what? Got news for you. We always in an election period. Elections go on every year. Okay. Not just every four years, not just every two years, there are elections in between. Okay, and then and then if something happens to a person, say they go to jail or or meet their demise, there's an election to replace them. You know, and, 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 and if it's not an election, a person that you voted for gets to appoint them. So you must always be mindful at what's on the docket and what's on the ballot. Right. And and we're at a time when most of us know these people because it, it could challenge your freedoms. It could challenge your freedom. The last couple of elections have put all have, have risk uh, have put so many risks and sacrifices on our freedoms and so forth. Let me tell you, I was listening the other day, and this this is getting ready to come become back around. It's getting ready to come back around. Uh, there's a guy, and I listen to sports, y'all. I don't listen to music. I listen to talk radio, and most notably sports, because now sports has more drama than anything. But I listen to sports, and so, um, um, what is it? Football and um, hold on, let me think. Football and summer practice. What do y'all call it when they open up and let you go up to the football practice? Okay, I'm learning. I'm sorry. I'm, I know. Anyway, I'm in Atlanta. You know, we, we got that kind of team. Um, damn, I forget what it's called. Opening day and all that kind of stuff, right? Practice. What Anyway, so the conversation is coming back around to the whole national anthem and Kaepernick. Apparently somebody decided not to sing a national anthem and folk got upset or whatever, you know, and I guess around July 4th and all that kind of stuff. But uh, the whole Kaepernick conversation, that's what they said, the whole Kaepernick conversation. I'm like, it's not the Kaepernick conversation. It's not. It's like you, the fact that you keep saying Kaepernick conversation is it's beyond that. And I'm like, uh, I know doggone well going into this football season after when they see us that if you got a problem with somebody questioning the validity of the national anthem 
and how we should make a stand on the national anthem, you just a full-on undignified person. Now, I am a full-on military family, and I honor those who have made that decision. That's one debate you won't find me having, but the fact that you keep trying to search for some reason to downplay the loss of life as opposed to with a beer in your hand, okay, you lose me right there. There are more, that's a whole nother podcast. We'll talk about that on tomorrow. But that conversation, the whole Kaepernick, air quotes, Kaepernick conversation is being brought back into the narrative of things as football season gets ready to go. Because the NBA um, have, you know, oh, what? oh, I know what it was. NBA. <laughs> Talk about PTSD. Was it the NBA? I think it was the NBA has decided not to use the word owners anymore simply because of the impl- implications. <laughs> They have a full-on commissioner over there that has gotten all of the owners to decide not to call themselves owners. Here's what they're going to call themselves as if. See, this is America for America just dumb as hell. I'm sorry, NBA. Y'all ain't sponsors of my stuff in no way. I am self-sustained, okay? I do have, in fact, I'm not even going to mention my sponsors on this broadcast. It's the first month of June. They got to renew anyway. So let me just say this. This is why, this is why there's so much risk and so much sacrifice because people just dumb, okay? And and I'm going to use the word dumb in the fact that we, you have the ability to access as much information as possible. The NBA went from using the term owner to using the term governor, governor, governor. There is more stereotypical implications on the word governor as there is owners. If y'all sat in a meeting and pulled out a thesaurus and the thesaurus said, okay, a word you can use for owner is governor, the association is there simply because of the implications are there. Come on, y'all. Are y'all stupid? Yeah, I'm sorry. You are. First, let me tell you this. The one thing about a governor is we get to vote on a governor. So do we get to vote on an owner? Do we get to decide who gets to own? Because I remember when dude went rogue, y'all took his team. So now that y'all are governors, do we now get to say uh, this city this team, that, that this owner, this I mean, this governor, he can't have a team. Is there is it now up for a vote? Do we get to decide that? Because there's a whole lot of owners out. It's a whole lot of governors now out there. It's a whole lot of cities that shouldn't have a team. It's a whole lot of cities out there that should not be making money off of basketball. My dog even snored on that one. The dog is sleeping good during this conversation. I'm just saying. Do we now get, I need to wake him up so he can go walk. He's sleeping too good. Um, do we now get to vote on who gets to have a team? Because with, gov- with the governor comes, comes an election and a term. 
So are, are the, on, the owners that are now governors, do they only get to have a team for a certain term? And you must, and, and is there laws of ethics that they must uphold now that they're governors and not owners, now that they can't wield their whips and say that this is how you're going to behave on my team? Okay, I'm just saying, how much, how much, well, guess what? You do have a vote by your ticket price. You do have a vote by your by how many of these games you watch and participate in buying all these jerseys. You know, hell, wasn't it? They said yet what yesterday at six o'clock the whole free. Let me tell you, these own these quote unquote owners that became governors show sound like it was a whole bunch of um trading going on yesterday. Wasn't that yesterday? Was was that was I listening to something? I don't know. I think I was listening to real time radio, real time sports radio. That whole free agent thing and all these players are being sold and traded back and forth. Like and 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 like you just gonna you just traded him. So now he got it up. And, and I'm saying him because I didn't hear I didn't hear nothing about the women. Okay, but explain this to me now. You own this team. They traded him. Now he must uproot his entire family or therefore leave his family and go here, there. And a couple of them had got to go outside the country, I think. Was it? Yeah. Ain't that? I mean, I'm just, I'm trying, I'm trying not to relate this to those issues that have caused P. Tell me that ain't some PTSD. You sitting there and you, you don't have, you don't have but so much decision. Do they have any kind of decision? Well, I guess you, if you don't want to give up the hundreds of millions of dollars. Now I understand it's hundreds of millions of dollars, but then I understand that 30% of that is going here and 20% is going there. 10% is going there. I don't know how much, add that up. how much, how much is he actually left with? And then count the count the alimony and the child support and all. How much are y'all left with? Somebody please tell me. I know y'all get to go buy a car or two or three or four and lease a house or two or three or four. A couple of y'all bought a couple chain restaurants, franchises. I like that. But I'm just saying, how much PTSD did y'all experience over the weekend sitting there wondering if you if you got to uproot your family, you pull your kids out of school? That's a, that's a trauma. And I understand it's for X amount of millions. Some of y'all didn't get X amount of millions of dollars. Some of y'all were like, they traded me. I mean, that's trauma. You got to go put on a uniform of a team you might not even like. And then you like sitting there hoping, okay, well, they, we traded there, but hopefully they're going to keep trading. Hopefully they're going to keep sending And they call you a free agent. What's the, where the free part? Free in my book means fully reimbursed each expense. So what the free part, agent part come in at? That's a whole nother podcast. I'm just talking about risk and sacrifice, yin, yang, and bangs. Yin, yang, it was a whole lot of yin, yang, and bangs going on yesterday. A whole lot of PTSDs, trauma. First thing we got to do, y'all got to recognize what trauma is. Okay, let me tell you what trauma is. Trauma is the result of being sacrificed. And I didn't even pull the book off the shelf for that. I don't even know, I don't even know if that's how they teach that. I just know I've, I've experienced some trauma. There was something so greatly to me that was sacrificed. There was a risk that was taken and it didn't work out too well. And it's trauma. And I know for the rest of my living, breathing days, there's not a moment in my 24 hours that I don't reprocess this thing. And I don't even play basketball. 
<laughs> I'm just saying. There's not a moment that our traumas, and, and, and you can go and talk to somebody. I prefer to come on and talk to y'all. I do, I do have a therapist on every now and then. I got a whole bunch of therapists. I don't know about y'all, but I got a whole bunch of therapists on my timeline. Terry, Terry, Terry Williams in that book, Black Pain. I follow her all day. I'm like, honey, and, and Iyala, Iyala, sweetie, fix it, fix it. I'm still waiting on Iyala to fix it. Because Iyala has sacrificed. She done, in this risk she took to go over there with Oprah and own, she done sacrificed a whole bunch of us, right? So, and it looked like she might be trying to fix some things right now. She, back, she might be back into control. I don't know. But she had to sacrifice a whole lot to get back to her freedom, okay? And, and she sacrificed us. She sacrificed in that risk of signing with Oprah, re-signing with Oprah, re-establishing with Oprah and own and putting a, a, a television show on own. She sacrificed her work, her reputation, and I think she's fixing it. And I'm just being THT with you, truthful, honest, and transparent. Because I know uh, as throughout my life, there's a lot of teachings by Yana that brought me through. And, that's, and that I'm relying on now to get me through. But P, once PTSD is there, you can only find some coping skills. And so I'm, one of my coping skills is to go live every day. Every day in this podcast and talk about these things. For those of y'all that stuck with it, still listening, thank you. For those of y'all that's going to catch it in a minute so they hit this button, the stop button, it's going to become a podcast, it's going to syndicate everywhere, and you can check it out. Uh, you can't be the... You can't be the you can't be the sacrifice of them risking it all. And by them, I mean, you define that. Who in your life is sacrificing you while trying to risk it? All right, so that I don't continue to risk any more of my time. Let me get ready to hit the stop button. Thank you guys so much. Y'all have a great day. Uh, if you like this one, there's some before this one. And good Lord willing, there'll be some after this one. This is 84 that I can count. There's more than that, but I've... Of all the ones where I have created the word clouds for the actual upcoming to be pinned book called How to Get Out of Bed by Dryer Buzz. Um, we're trying to get to 90 episodes. So roughly this week. Wow. Wow. Not another. Not another. Oh, my God. That's another benchmark, y'all, without me even knowing it. If I finish this book this week during the first week of July... That will be the culmination of a decision I made five freaking years ago uh, in route to 2020. July 2014. July, and I, I want to say July 8th. Oh, my God. Let me go back and look at it. Y'all don't even understand. That was the day. I'm going to go back. and Y'all don't understand. I could literally go over here on Facebook. I could go in a DM, and that was <laughs> OMG. I'm I'm gonna have to have this moment on my own. If I go over here and I look in this, if I go look at this DM that I did, where I said, "Hey, listen, how do I how do I do this?" I literally asked somebody about a decision I was about to make, July 2014. Not knowing what the next five years or knowing or having a glimpse or just being aware. I don't have it on here. Let me see. It's on the phone. It's on the, it's on the phone that I'm on. 
July 2014, I made a decision. Um, in fact, I made another decision. God had another plan. But as long as I was prepared for the plan I thought I had, the other plan that he had worked out very well. Um, and so all this preparation I have done for this 2020 life, man, it's, mm, wow. All right, the dog is still snoring, so which means I don't have to go walk him right now. Y'all, I'm telling y'all, this is how I'm getting out of bed today. Six more episodes, I will have 90 episodes at the five-year anniversary of a decision I made July 2014. That's crazy. That is crazy. Hey, do me a favor. Go now to DryerBuzz.com and follow at DryerBuzz on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. It's all about the buzz.